Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. I'm your boy, Peter Lucas, and I got with me today, Trey Way. Uh, you all know him from Twitter spaces. You all know him on Twitter, period. Uh, like, uh, I've, I've never had him you on my show. Like, had a lot of guys from the Twitter and uh, the Niner family on my show, but uh, it's first time for you. Happy to have you on today, my guy. And why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the socials? Oh, yeah, man. Um, well, first of all, thanks for the opportunity, bro. Uh, yeah, we do do the uh, Twitter spaces, another platform, you know, besides podcasting and uh, journalism uh, to just, you know, talk about 49ers and very fan uh, opinionated stuff. Um, you can find me at uh, Straight Cash 510 on Twitter or just look me up Treyway. Um, definitely just talking nothing but Niners, man. So yeah, happy feel you on that. Like, uh, we're in those, uh, those spaces every day. So, yeah. uh, come on in and check us out. Like, uh, and I mean, it's a, it's a great platform, like for everybody to get some information that's not on national media. Uh, like, so yeah, go in there and check those out. But today we are talking about preseason game one. So excited. We can finally stop talking about, we can finally stop talking about what we're seeing and what we're hearing, and we can finally get down to the nitty gritty. And let's start with how much time do you think the the starters are going to play in this game in the first one? Uh, I mean, I'm expecting probably like a series or two. Um, I think I had a feeling that Kyle was going to um, play Trey. I, I I don't think he cares about what pe- I mean. Kyle never cares about anybody besides what he thinks, obviously. Um, yeah. But it was just apparent that he kind of just wanted to see Trey get, you know, live reps and see what it's like to, you know, I don't think it'll be against any of the first team uh, defense for the Packers, but just to kind of get in like that uh, formality of just, you know, uh, calling plays, you know, being out there, kind of getting the jitters out and stuff like that, just to, you know, so they can see what, you know, Trey's looking at and, you know, probably work on some stuff. Like we'll see some schematic stuff, but um, mostly I just think that he's going to do a couple of series you know, just so Kyle can, you know, like temper his, um, his you know, and um, his nerves and calm him a little bit. And then, you know, uh, they'll probably, you know, run with the backups and the depth chart guys to see who makes the 53 man roster. So, like I said, I think just maybe two, one to two series at most, you know, nothing past, yeah. I don't think, the first quarter. Yeah, that's how I kind of see it. Like, I mean, I think they're going to treat it just like every team treats preseason. Uh, they Nobody wants to get anybody hurt. And especially in the preseason, it just, so exactly. it feels like such a waste when somebody uh, gets hurt in the preseason and we lose them for the year or lose them for a significant amount of time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I totally see what you're talking about. And with that, I figure like he, he might get that one or two series. I think the the he said that he's going to play Trey is going to play the first and the third preseason game. So uh like i think the third one he may play a half i think he might play a half in the third game uh just because he wants to get him some live bullets and i think all the teams will be trying to get some of their starters some reps so uh but yeah i'm just i'm so excited to finally see trey get out there and and throw and uh, do his thing against somebody not the best defense i feel like on the planet (laughs) like uh, and let him get some comfortability some some uh some reps some just get comfortable with this offense and with the players around him. I think that he's uh, he's spending some extra time with Debo. I think we heard, and uh, and yeah, I'm just I, I just want to see some continuity. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. But do you see? Do you think 
we get to see a chance like do you think we get a chance to see what Kyle's game plan could be going forward this season or do you think it's just going to be kind of a vanilla game script like it usually is in preseason um so I think that uh the first two series you'll see like uh scripted plays and kind of what they feel like they're they need to work on whether it's throwing outside the numbers or throwing you know 20 yards outside the numbers whatever it may be um, and just different type of looks of what they want. But I, I, he's not going to, you know, give out his full scheme or give out, you know, show his hand pretty much, right? Or his tail. Yeah, for sure. Pretty much just going to, you know, see what they can work on, uh, understand what he's looking at, and just move from there. You know what I mean? And I think, um, I think, I, I think this is why I also, I didn't even mention, but I think in the first and third preseason games, the reason why Kyle uh, wants to run Trey Lance out there is just to get familiar, you know, fam- familiarity with what Trey likes. Um, it took yeah. him the entire season, uh, you know, to do that with Garoppolo. And I think he still needs to figure out, you know, uh, what fits best for Trey and what his strengths are. So I think that's ultimately why you're going to see him in the first and third series. I mean, first and third game. And then I think, um, Definitely the first game, I think you'll see some vanilla as well as, you know, something they do want to work on. But in the third game, it's just going to be dress up like they're going to be doing walkthroughs pretty much. It's just going to be a live walkthrough. Right. So they're going to have what they want to do, what they what they want to see, what, what kind of mismatches they like to look at and, and where uh, Trey Lance's strengths you know reside, whether it be, you know, in the middle, you know, or, you know, uh, some some areas in the flats, some some, you know, intermediate throws, things like that. So, um. I, I look to see more on the preseason game, uh, the third one, because that's when it's like, okay, we're getting ready to play. You know what I mean? And, and you know, yeah, yeah, I feel real you. starts the week after that. So, well, I think two weeks after that, right? I think they get a week off or whatever because of the um, – there's no longer four more preseason games. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that's what you're going to see in the in the third preseason game. You're going to see some actual, like, what they will run in in-game and pretty much what the offense may look looking forward. Um yeah, yeah, no, and I completely 100% agree with you. Uh, I just, I think that it's every preseason we get, we complain because we want Kyle to give us some of some spicy stuff about what, like, you know, what he's going to do, what the season's going to look like. He never gives us anything. This this organization really doesn't doesn't care what the fans think about, like, uh, letting them know, letting them know what they're doing, whether it be the roster, whether it be the game plan, whether it be whatever. They don't really like to tell us much of anything, and uh, I think that it's going to look completely different on ga- in week one than what we're going to see in the in this first preseason game. Even the third, I think that he might show a little bit, but it's not going to be it's not going to be what we what we want. And I think that right. that's what uh, I think this preseason game these preseason games are going to be more for uh, finding out who's going to make the roster. <laughs> and like yeah. get these get these secondary and third third team guys in there and see what they're capable of see who they want to save on the practice squad uh interesting caveat that uh that you know i hear in the spaces a lot like i don't think a lot of people know this but you get to save four guys every week on the practice squad that are untouchable you can keep untouchable and i think that the 49ers are gonna really take advantage of that because this team is really deep how do you yeah. how do you feel about that uh definitely um i think uh this roster is loaded um and there's gonna be some guys that you don't think that should be cut that will be cut uh unfortunately and um 
I do think with that clause that they, you know, I think there's four, like you said, it's four spots to where, you know, they can keep them and, you know, they can't really be wavered off or whatever to, or signed to another team. I think that's, that's beneficial for the 49ers because I think they have a lot of positions. Um, I know we're really deep at D line. I know we're really deep at running back. Um, Defensive backs, we're also deep too, man. I mean, we may not have, you know, the elite elite, but we have a lot of solid guys out there that uh, can make plays. Um, And same thing with, you know, um, I mean, I want to say we're too deep at wide receiver, but there is some guys that are kind of like, you know, expo- uh, exploding in camp. And, you know, I'm kind of excited to see what they do to make the 53-man roster, if they do. Um, but, you know, you got you got a lot of talent out there, and I think that is very beneficial for the 49ers to try to retain guys who know the scheme. That's very important because uh, what we know is that Kyle loves guys that are familiar with his schematic uh, offense and things like that. And also, too, like, you know, D'Amico coming off, going to be having his sophomore year as a defensive coordinator. It's good to have guys that are already uh, acclimated with the defense as well. So, I mean, I think, you know, it it definitely is a benefit for the 49ers to try to retain as much guys. I don't know exactly what positions, but I do know that there will be some defensive linemen that will be cut that I think the 49ers will try to have stashed just in case because, you Mm -hmm. know, we always get bit by the injury bug in that position, at least interior wise, as well as uh, running back. So I look for at least those two positions to be at least have some guys that are cuffed um, or stashed away, like they say in fantasy or whatever. So, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, and yeah, it seems to always hit. It's already hit us like the d- defensive yeah. tackles. Like, I mean, we lost Maurice Hurst already. Uh, we, we lost Ridgeway for a few or whatever. Armstead dealing with yeah. a groin or whatever. So he, um, yeah, so I mean, it it is what it is. Like we know, we know that there's going to be injuries. Like there's going to be injuries. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be things that do not necessarily go our way. But I think that this this roster, they built this roster really well as far as giving themselves depth and giving themselves enough enough to bolster. Like because they've already got Javarius Ward also, like uh, and Javarius Ward and Mosley on. Uh, they they got dinged up in camp. But we got yeah. Verrett and we got uh, – I think Verrett's not going to play in the preseason. But, I mean, if he has to go on week one, I think he's going to be ready by week one, they said. And then you've got Ambry. You've got Castro Fields, who's impressed in camp. You've yeah. got Lenore, who's impressed in camp. Like yeah. uh, So there's a lot of options. Um, but I would say that the as far as we, we're talking about vanilla game plans, I think that what I'm going to be most interested in seeing in the game plan-wise is – the D'Amico Ryan's because I think that we are going to see a lot of press in uh, in these in these mm-hmm. matchups just mm-hmm. because I think he wants to see it on the field and how it's going to affect. He's not going to dial up bl- a bunch of blitzes and like all that kind of stuff. But I I see him putting some just some just straight press man on there and see seeing how it affects the defensive line, see how it affects our our safety our safety line. I'm really stoked to see Hafanga and how he reacts in that type of in that that press man like it, i think that it's uh it's really going to add a dynamic aspect to that defense uh no yeah um um like i said i mean D'Amico was uh, a hell of a defensive coordinator uh last year he took a lot of gambles uh i mean there was uh, you know times in the cowboys game where he ran like a little uh, a literal like just complete all blitz go had Jaquaski Tart playing against a wide receiver. And I mean, hey, it paid off. Um, I, yeah. I do, I agree with that though. They, um, the 49ers have been hitting that they want to run a lot of man, even when Sala was here, um, they were implementing that. And now that they actually have a couple pure uh, lockdown man to man corners, I, I'm actually very excited to see the press. And um, 
you know, we know, we know a lot of quarterbacks struggle with that. Um, um, and so I think it'll be definitely a telling sign to see what he tries, what he likes, what he likes to implement in there. Um, what kind of cover ones he likes to see where Jimmy Ward lines up to see where, like you said, the conflict that Hofunga will be in and, and, and trying to make it easier on him. Um, so it, it is, it's very interesting and, and I'm excited to see that. Um, I guess one thing that I'm excited to see too, from the offensive standpoint is just the RPO. Uh, I know we're going to mm-hmm. run a lot more because Trey Lance is a dual threat. And if they like to, to have him, uh, be a heavy runner this year. Um, if because they feel like that is a, a you know playing on eleven on eleven football is very vital for them. The RPO will be a huge, um, I guess, centerfold piece in the offense because you know the run pass option. You can you know fake a run, fake an option, and then you know you can pass it right. So that's mm-hmm. something I'm gonna be looking forward to see if they can get that down. But I know the 49ers don't really run a lot of RPO now that they're implementing it for Trey Lance. That's going to be something in the scheme. So I'm kind of just concerned to see what the penalties will look like from the offensive side of the ball because the most common penalty in an RPO is uh, um, uh, blocking downfield. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think that, you know, the 49ers can uh, – I mean, Kyle's a genius in my opinion. So Yeah. Yeah, I think he's absolutely a genius, like, as far as play calling and, and play and just drawing it up. Like, uh, because he finds a way to get guys wide open. Doesn't matter what coverage, like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what they do. He, he has a way of putting defenses in a bind and knowing what the defense does and where that defense is supposed to be on every little part of the play. And then, and then making sure that he takes advantage of where they're supposed to be. So yeah, like, I think it's, it's awesome the way Kyle runs the offense. I just, all I hope from Kyle (laughs) <laughs> all i need from kyle is that when when it comes down to it and it's an obvious play call just take the <laughs> obvious play call bro like i mean it's 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 real sit and like it's sometimes all we need you all we need to get is one yard i don't need a uh a fake uh a fake screen to to use check and like uh and all the other bells and whistles to get one yard like uh I just hope he takes those easy ones. And like, uh, that's all I'm, I'm really looking for from him this season is that I want him to, I want him to take some of those easy ones and not make everything so difficult. Right. But, but uh, like uh, TL said, I had a question about uh, if uh, Verrett is truly healthy, where does he line? We're going to get, get to that because we're going to talk about uh, the uh, defense and like what we want to see from the de- the guys we want to see on the defense in a little bit. So we're going to get to UTL. But before we get to that question, I really want to kind of bring up what players not named Trey Lance are you excited to see play on, on offense? Uh, besides Trey Lance, uh, I think, you know, uh, Ty Davis Price is definitely one of them. Um, I know everybody's been talking about the offensive line. That's a huge concern. So I think Buford's been looking good in camp. So I'm excited. And one guy that I've been backing this entire time because we've already invested in him is Aaron Banks. I'm excited to see both of those guys. Um, that's two. And then I, I think uh, Danny, <coughs> Cannon, uh, Danny Gray. I'm kind of excited to see this that they've invested in. Um, and we have a quarterback that can push the ball downfield. Um, so I'm excited to see those guys make some plays this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so on offense, I am, I'm absolutely excited to see what Danny Gray can actually bring to this. I'm, I'm not really confident that Kyle, we're going to see a lot of him because I think we might see uh, quite a bit of him in the preseason, but uh, in the regular season, I'm not really confident that we're going to get to see a lot of him because Kyle is not big on 
on rookies unless he absolutely has to be <laughs> like uh, so but I, I'm hoping that he I I think that he's showing a little bit of something this year because he's putting he's putting Bur- Burford in there which is really surprising to me I thought that he's really gonna go uh go ahead and just put Brunskill in there because he seems like yeah. they really want Brendel to start at center uh I don't know how it's gonna shake out I know it's a competition but uh, I think that it's going to end up, they're going to give Brendel every opportunity is what it seems like. And from what I'm hearing from, uh, from the other podcasts that I listen to, everybody seems to think that um, they're going to use Brunskill as like a super sub every, everywhere. <laughs> Cause he's played every part of the line at some point or another. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. But I, I, I want to see Danny Gray on offense though. <sighs> Honestly, I've been talking about him all offseason, and I really want to see how he really affects this offense. Is uh, Ray Ray McLeod? That is my that is my guy. I I think that he's going to add an aspect to this offense that that we've that we haven't had. I mean, since I guess you could say Trent Taylor was uh, was a little bit like a, like a true slot, but I think this is going to be the first time we've had like a true like kind of slot receiver and a uh, jitterbug out there, and uh, I think that he is going to be a dynamic uh, piece to this offense. I think that they've said over and over in camp OTAs, all that kind of stuff uh, about they've mentioned him multiple times. And uh, I think that, that you're going to, you're going to see more of him. Yeah. But so now same question, same question about the defense. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see uh, a lot of the guys, uh, Javon Kinlaw, someone who I feel like we need uh, to take a big leap. Um, definitely have high hopes for him. He looks good right now. Um, obviously the third round pick in Drake Jackson. I'm excited to see him. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm excited. I know Chris is probably going to roast me for this, but I'm excited to see Telenoha Funga. I, I feel like, you know, I've been pretty down on him. Um, I've been very critical, uh, of his play and, uh, just watching his film. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping he can answer the call, but I mean, if D'Amico trusts him, then I trust D'Amico. Right. So, um, I trust whatever the coaching staff wants to go with. And, uh, you know, he's very an instinctual player. I think he's the most instinctual player on the field, uh, probably besides Warner. Um, he just, he makes plays. It's just, you know, the lack of speed that kind of is concerning. But other than that, mm. um, that, that, those are the guys that I'm really stand out. Um, and also too, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to watching, um, Kamiko Ture, uh, take yeah, that. Yeah. But I, I'm also a big fan of Charles Menu too. Like, I really do think mm-hmm. Charles, um, shout out to TL, but he called him Eric Armstead Light. And I think he is. I honestly think <laughs> he has an ability. He's a really good run defender. Uh, he, he really does good at sealing his gap, uh, uh, no, containing his uh, assignment um and, and gap closing i think he does a phenomenal job at that honestly and then even too you know he had some sneaky pass rush moves that you know he got a couple sacks on so I, i'm excited uh all the way around for this defensive line i know they're gonna eat again and you know again they were top five in sacks last season so I'm, i mean i'm just ecstatic to see them repeat all over again with uh nikki bosa looking like a fucking mm-hmm. god out there it's crazy yeah, ah, man, like uh, there's so many people on this defense because defense is my favorite part of football. Yeah. And like, uh, so I am, I, I can't wait. I mean, I, there's guys that I'm excited for in the secondary, <laughs> like a fungo we talked about earlier. Uh, but this defensive line, I can't, I, I've been talking about them all off season and I can't talk about them enough. I think that this is the deepest rotation in the league and of just pure, like most 
you know, you could get into our third third string and still they'd probably be starting on other teams. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh it so it's going to be and it's going to be really interesting to see what they do, how they hide these guys cuz they're not going to keep all 18 dudes on the on the squad. So, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with all these guys, who doesn't make the team, how they if they just cut them or they just try to trade them. Uh, it's it's a lot of good storylines like to that whole defensive line, but of course I'm I can't wait to see Nick Bosa. Uh, it's he's in a contract year. They're already talking his, about his contract. I think he's going to show out this season. I like uh, I think I think he's going to be incredible. And then and then you've got Drake Jackson, who I'm really the the rookie that I'm really interested in seeing what he does because all the reports out of camp saying he looks great. Then you got like, and I love, I loved a minute who last year, I, I think that he didn't get enough. He didn't get enough reps last year. I thought that that they were just so deep that it was, I, I didn't see how they could keep all those guys. Like uh, I thought Epicon might be a, a cap casualty and he still might be for all I know. But yeah. I mean, we have, we haven't really heard much about Epicom this whole, in this whole camp. Like <laughs> uh, we've just heard that the defensive line has been, dominant but uh yeah like i i think that another guy that is ready to show out is kinlaw that man is a monster <laughs> he is a he is a mountain man. of a man <laughs> and uh i i just don't see how you hold that guy back with armstead right next to him and then you got nick bosa <laughs> and then you got the uh whoever's on the other side it doesn't even matter <laughs> like uh so it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that how that works out and then of course you got the linebacker i want to see what fred i want to see if fred can not i don't want to say bounce back but like uh he he started off slow last season and i want to see if he comes out on fire this season he seems a little bit testy starting fights in camp like all that kind of stuff i want to see i want to see him get testy on the in week one like uh, so i'm interested to see that how do you feel about the linebacker court Oh, yeah. I mean, Aziz is a dog. Uh, so is Greenlaw. And Fred is, you know, all pro Fred. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that they uh, – I believe that the 49ers have the best linebacking corp uh, in the league, and it's not close, um, in my opinion. Um, you know, every other team has, like, a couple, you know, solid dudes or, like, they have one real stud. But other than that, I mean uh, – <laughs> They're this just killing on you. they killing on you. <laughs> yeah, man, I got really uh, – bad eyes my eyes are sensitive so and this lighting is just really really you can see it's really bright and these are just normal yeah. lights after sorry after you know but i look uh, you know you know they just mess it with you yeah but um <laughs> i really do believe that we have the best linebacking corp and this is like not even no bias or no homerism this is just straight facts like Greenlaw's a dog, Kinlaw's a dog, Sam will lock down, and then, you know, obviously our uh, middle linebacker and Fred, who can cover anybody who today almost had three interceptions, just is very extinctual, can read routes. Man can cover a wide receiver if he wanted to. I mean, everybody's mm -hmm. seen that uh, play where he covered uh, Tyreek Hill on a crosser. I mean, the man can do it all, right? So um, I'm, I'm very uh, happy about this linebacker core, and I can't wait for them to uh, take the league by storm. But just what does suck is just that we've kind of moved away from those times where, you know, the standard stock coverage really just isn't played anymore. It's a lot of dime and nickel packages in today's league mm -hmm. because of the passing and everything like that. So we don't get to see them um, out there, um, you know, 
all three of them at the same time as much, but uh, definitely on like, you know, first downs and stuff like that. When there is like running packages and stuff and you see all three of them making plays, man, it's going to look glorious out there this season. So I mean, and another aspect of that is like, uh, is the, is the, the, the new thing that it's not really new. They've been doing it since last year. I think we saw a lot of it last year, but uh, the three safety looks like, uh, I think we're going to see a whole bunch more of that. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be, I think that that's why they kind of loaded up on safety types. I don't think we've, we know what they're going to do with Traverius more. I don't think we know what he's going to, but he's looked pretty decent in camp also. Um, I don't think we've heard much about George Odom, but like uh, they, he's going to be in the rotation. So like, uh, I'm just interested to see how they, how they handle all of it. And, uh, and if they take some of those other defensive backs that they have like Castro fields and try to convert, come make, maybe have them play a little bit of safety. I know he played some single high in college, so it'll be, uh, it'll just be interesting to see what they do in that backfield. They just have so many options and I really feel like they're, uh, they have so many options and and I really feel like they they're just they've they've really bought into the positionless uh football like you talk about the warriors playing positionless basketball the 49ers really are have been trying to go that route in football and I think that they've kind of led the way in that aspect and I think you you're going to see more and more teams try to copy what they're doing but you know you ain't copying the bullies like uh, so it is what it is what it is we're going to move on <laughs> yeah, like the Dolphins, they've been trying to copy us no, for a while. Dog. Dog. I man, I don't even want to. Like, I don't even feel like giving them credit for even being on spaces. Like, they just, they just, those fans are just, they be on one. Like, uh, it's uh, and every every free agent they think that they're gonna get, and it's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but I don't want to focus on on non factor organizations. So like we're going to move on to how do you how good is it going to feel for all of us as an organization as a fan base and and especially in Twitter uh to not hear about camp completion percentages anymore <laughs> and to finally get to see some live action against a against a different defense other than that how do you how do you feel like that's going to like that's going to go over Yeah I mean um like I said, there's just been a lot of, I mean, we talked about this journalism and these hidden agendas uh, just the other day, but I mean, to me, I don't really put anything in camp. I mean, it's not like they actually have guys run out there and play 11 on 11 football and just scrimmage. Like, no, they like Kyle and them and majority of teams, they work on what they feel that they're lacking in. Right. So Mm. it's, you know, you don't you don't know where the play is supposed to go. You don't know who the target is. You know what I mean? And you don't know if, you know, Trey Lance is looking to force it to the read that Kyle wants. But he also has, a you know, the second or third option open and he's choosing it to just throw, throw, the you know, throw the ball that way. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I kind of just don't really put into whatever people talk about his completion percentage and stuff like that on and off camp. I mean, I know this defensive line is, you know, elite, right? They're, you know, yeah. in my one of the best, uh, if not definitely top five, right? So um, any 
quarterback's going to struggle, you know, against these, you know, behemoths. And especially with, you know, having two technically rookie guards and not having Trent, you know, to start the camp and uh, Mike still trying to, you know, work his way back uh, to the starting lineup. I mean, it's it just, you know, you, what do you expect? I mean, they're going up against guys who are, you know, like, again, like I said, top five and, you know, sacks last season. So, it, it, you know, it's just, I don't really, put too much stock into, you know, listening to completion percentage and things like that. Um, I'm just excited to see what Trey Lance can do on the field uh, against other teams that aren't the 49ers. And that's where I will put, you know, have my most criticism for him. And and that's when I will put the most weight of to what I feel like, whatever opinion I, I have of him and what he needs to work on uh, when that time comes. So. Yeah. And I feel you on that. It, it's my, my biggest thing is the completion percentages. I think that people need to understand that Trey is not Jimmy. Uh, and I know that Jimmy takes chances throwing the ball across the middle and that he takes chances in that aspect. But the reality is, is he doesn't throw a lot of deep passes. And guess what's going to be a lower percentage throw? The long passes. So Trey is going to take more shots, which is going to affect his his uh, completion percentage. I is If he makes big more big plays... We're not going to pay attention to the completion percentage at the end of the day. If we're if we're scoring more points, we're not going to pay attention to the completion percentage. Like uh, it's it it's not going to matter. Like uh, so, I think that completion percentage is completely overblown. It's really about the flow of the offense and how the offense flows because I think people are are uh, they get so caught up on on that one aspect. But you have to remember this this offense is probably they're probably going to run the ball. 30, 30 to 40 times a game still, even with Trey out there. And Trey's probably only going to throw the ball, to, what, 25, 20, 20 to 25 times a game? So it, it like uh, to think that uh, that the his completion percentage is going to be a big deal, as long as he can make those plays when we need him to make the play, and then, of course, he's going to get some runs that Jimmy couldn't get, It's that we're not going to be worrying about completion percentage at the end of the day. And but I'm just so excited to see it live and in person. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I just want to see his pocket presence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Def- like, uh, so. So the depth chart came out, was it yesterday? It, it yeah. came out yesterday and uh, the initial depth chart. What like the, were there any surprises for you on that? Je- Let's start with that. Were there any surprises on that initial depth chart like to you? No, I mean, um, ultimately, like, I was just really, I thought it was just really funny where they put Jim Grapple the fourth uh, string, uh, fourth on the depth chart. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, like I said, there's, there's guys, I mean, the whole roster is loaded, man. I mean, you have reports of people talking about, um, this is the most talented roster that uh, Kyle's ever inherent, uh, inherited. So, I mean, I, and I agree with that. I think there's, you know, ballers all around the entire depth chart. So I think for the most part, what I've seen is pretty much what I thought was going to go into it or what is going to be uh, the, like, you know, once they start doing the cuts and trimming people uh, or trimming the fat, how they say, whatever, uh, I do think that most likely where they have the guys located uh, in some spots. I mean, I, I, I think, I don't, I don't know where I saw, um, it was one of the defensive backs that I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense. I don't know why he's all the way back there, but I, I, I think Kyle puts veterans up there. Like Jeff Wilson was, I think, second or something. And I know. For yeah, fact. yeah, it was weird. Like, uh, yeah, they had him second and they had uh, just Trey for, like, Sermon. A veteran, I just, I don't yeah. know. 
you know, he likes his veterans and stuff like that. And he kind of is a little bit of a stickler, or a little harder on the rookies. But uh, I mean, there's no way, like, once the rotations actually starts for the season, there's no way that Jeff Wilson will be out snapping uh, TDP, uh, you know, guys like uh, Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. Like, I, it's just not going to happen in my eyes. So um, I just, I do feel um, the guys who started last year uh, kind of earned their, you know, you know, position back, like Elijah, uh, you know, those guys like that. Um, but other than that, nah, man, I mean, I, I, I kind of like, like the way the depth chart is and I'm just wait, waiting to see who makes it and who doesn't. Um, I'm trying to look for who might be the, how I say my preseason MVP who that you don't, didn't expect, but all of a sudden, you know, he played phenomenal in three games was out there, you know, trying to, you know, fight for uh, a spot on the roster and his livelihood. And he did so. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, you had guys like in prior years, like Richie James, who, you know, mm. put on a good preseason performance and end up making the roster. Right. And then his dual uh, ability to kick return, punt return and be a decent slot in the league was, you know, something that you kind of like, OK, Trent Taylor was another guy. You know what I mean? So there's a lot mm-hmm. of these guys that uh, each year uh, make it because they perform well in the preseason. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I I. That you you mentioned the the big the big elephant in the room with uh, Jimmy B and fourth string like even be on the depth chart at all like uh, and I get it that they probably had to put him on there uh, just because he's on the roster and I think somebody said I heard somebody say it earlier today in spaces is this initial Jeff depth chart is really more of the not the, not really the coaches depth chart it's really the PR team's depth chart just to put a depth chart out there so that everybody can see who's on the team. Like, uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of movement, uh, like you were talking about with uh, Jeff Wilson, I, to be honest, may not make this team. <laughs> like, uh, I is as valuable as I feel like his knowledge of the system is, and I as much as I think Kyle values him, him and how ma- I, I just don't know how many running backs you keep. And like, because uh, you're going to have TDP, you're going to have Sermon. You're going to have Elijah Mitchell. That's three. Those are probably going to be on the active roster the whole season. Those are the three. Then you've got, then you've got, uh, Jamichael Hasty, uh, Jeff Wilson and Jordan Mason, which yeah. Jordan Mason has been showing out. In yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so, so what, like, uh, I think that they would, t- they would rather save him than I, I definitely think Hasty's gone, but I, de- but I think Jeff Wilson might be a casualty, uh, too. Just because it's just the way it goes. I think if Jordan Mason shows them enough, like uh, they're not going to keep five and six running backs. I just don't see how how that's even possible. What no, do you think about that? Or no, I agree with that actually. I mean, I said earlier that I think Jeff Wilson will make it due to him being a veteran in the offense and being probably the most familiar. But I mean, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, it's a zone scheme. I mean, there's not really in you know Elijah hit the ground running when he entered it, right? So yeah. I. I, I, I agree with you. I think that if uh, Jordan Mason is balling like everybody say he has in camp and he's been very explosive and, and, and is a dynamic back, I, I think and I also heard like he's been really good pass catching, too. So, yeah, hey, and block <laughs> Wilson was a good one, too, and, and a blocker, too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, it, you know, if uh, the reports are true, what we're hearing out of camp, then, yeah, I mean, I think Jeff Wilson could be on the chopping block. I mean, I don't really feel like Hasty's going to make it. Um, you know, these guys might, like you said, might be stashed. Like maybe Jeff Wilson is one of those guys that they stash uh, on the, you know, the practice squad reserve or whatever so that nobody can touch just in case, you know, one of the backs go down, which we have that problem every year since Kyle's been here. Uh, a running back always gets hurt. You can guarantee that. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, uh, whew, it's going to be this, this depth chart. Like uh, it, it really like when I saw it, I immediately, I was like, Oh yeah, none of the coaches wrote this. <laughs> like <laughs> there's no way that they wrote yeah. this because uh, even the wide, re- the wide receivers wasn't that egregious. I didn't think like, uh, but it was, uh, but, but the, uh, there was something interesting. I saw Donovan West made third string. He was on uh, third string center. Like, uh, I'm wondering if, if he's going to make, I think that they're going to end up stashing him on the practice squad. Like, uh, I'm one, I'm, I'm hoping that they don't cut him. I think the guy has potential, but I haven't heard any flashes or anything about him in camp at all. So I I don't feel like that's a good sign because I feel like they want, they would want a guy like him to flash in the very least. But, uh, like, is there any guys on that uh, on that that offensive line depth chart? Do you think uh, that that are really have a chance to? Because uh, I got one in mind, but I'm see if you if you think of the same guy, like uh, that that you think could that are going to be on the active roster and not and not be stashed away on the practice squad. Um, I don't know. Probably school. Yeah. Um, I think he's a Swiss Army. I mean, dude, play play everywhere. He play left, right, uh, guard. If, if asked to be, um, Brunskill is like the super uh, Swiss Army knife. He could play every position on the line, but I think he's gonna make the active roster. Obviously, so I don't know. I mean, I don't really, I don't really care for Colton McKivitz. Uh No offense. I just, I think you know they invested in him. He's not showing anything. Um, I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to forget another guy's name that I'm thinking right now. That I'm blanking. It's probably the guy you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna say of, it. it. Jason Poe. That, that is a guy that's really been flashing. He's so short. Like, uh, so I didn't think that it was possible that they were really gonna use him as a guard. But he's been playing guard this whole right. this whole camp, and he they he's really he's explosive. Been, um, yeah, they really like um, his short area burst is really good to like get to the second level, uh, like you know, causing you know, conflict between the linebackers and even the defensive backs. Um, but again, like, I mean, the dude was running routes as a fullback. I mean, he, he's a Swiss army knife, man. The dude could do it all. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you stash him, you, you, you can kind of get all three positions in one stone. Like if you want to come out in a heavy 22 with two fullbacks uh, and mm-hmm. then you know, a running back, <laughs> you could do that because, you know, he can, he, he can register as, you know, a fullback, a D tackle and a, uh, you know, yeah, it's tied in. Tight end too. So the, I mean, I think this man is very versatile, and I think because he's so versatile in all those positions, uh, I think he can make the roster definitely. Um, not only as an offensive lineman, but a fullback, a tight end, a defensive tackle. Yeah. Like the dude could do it all. Positionless football, bro. Like hey. that's what it is. Yeah. And like uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, and I think that that's really what they envision with this roster. And I think we're just gonna see. So I think this. Did, long story short is I don't think that this depth chart is done. Obviously yeah. I think that it's going to flip and flip around like a whole bunch uh, by, by the end of preseason. But, uh, but yeah, as far as Jimmy goes being on it. Yeah. I would just want to reiterate like this does not mean that he is going to be on this roster. He will not be on this roster come week one. I, I've been saying that from jump. I don't care if they release him trade him, whatever. He's not going to be here. So for all the people that think that there's some kind of conspiracy that he's going to somehow sneak his way out of the roster, I absolutely, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't see it. Like, uh, 
Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but and obviously we're not gonna bring Sersky up here, like because <laughs> he, he get he gonna get upset. <laughs> but but yeah, like it, it's uh, but yeah. yeah, we just don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it. I don't know how you feel about. I it. I mean, I think they're just uh, buying as much time to try to see if they can get a trade offer. Like I said, I mean, they I don't think they have a lot of leverage anymore, but they do. Like like I said, if there is a, a team that's willing to try to. Uh, doesn't want to get into a bidding war with another team. They can control that by, you know, giving a fifth or a fourth or, you know, six or seven. Uh, I'll take a bag of chips at this point in a player or a smoothie or a shake. I don't really care. Uh, but, you know, if they get something from them, that's perfect. But if not, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they know they already uh, have proven and said it multiple times now in different press conferences, um, you know, indicating that they're moving on with the future and they know the future is with Trey Lance. So um, I'm just happy with that. But again, uh, when that day finally comes where he's off the roster, traded or cut, uh, you know, uh, I think it'll be a, a huge weight lifted off of uh, not only the pro Trey Lance guys that are really rallying behind the kid, um, but, you know, the locker room and Trey Lance itself to know that, like, OK, we finally have completely, even though we've said it and we're moving in that direction to have it finally be happen that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo no longer uh, is in, in the, you know, faci- the facility, in the building, in the, you know, 49ers organization anymore. I think that's something that uh, will uh, relieve a lot of people. And, and now we can finally, you know, understand. Uh, well, we can finally stop talking about Jimmy for one thing yeah, and another yeah. one is finally just completely, you know, see what we have in, in, you know, the kid from North Dakota state. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, so where'd it go? The, uh, so that last, the last part of this is, is kind of a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do the 49ers win this game? Do we care? Um, yeah, I mean, I think nobody ever likes to lose. I'm very competitive. So I don't I don't care if it was uh field hockey or you know cornhole. I'm trying to win. And <laughs> uh I think I think the biggest takeaway those guys stepping up in their positions um and playing uh you know full speed because they know that the job is on the line to try to make the 53 man roster. But ultimately, yeah, I mean I mean I don't nobody cares if we lose, but I mean if we beat the Packers we're setting the tone that not only do we beat them in the regular season and not only do we own them in the postseason, but we even slap them up in the preseason too, just to establish yeah. dominance. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I would want them to win. Uh, I'm going to be there live. I'm a, I'm going on Friday. So, uh, mm. yeah, I would hope that they win. So it makes me a little bit happier. Yeah, but, I'm going to the, the last one at uh, the one in Houston because that's where I live. Like, uh, <laughs> so. So uh, I'm going to go to that one. And I know that I'm probably, uh, well, hopefully I get to see some of Trey. Like I'll be happy to do that. But, but yeah, just like you said, it's really for preseason is really to, for these guys. And we said it earlier to give them a chance to make this roster and for the, and for the coaching staff to see what, what guys are picking up or really picking up this system, their system and what, what they can actually, the things that they can actually do with these guys and maybe see something that they didn't really see before. Like uh, that a guy might flash that wasn't flashing in practice at all, but all of a sudden it clicks and like, uh, and against an, an actual opponent, it just clicks for them. Like Jimmy, we talked about, uh, everybody's talked about forever, forever that Jimmy was a terrible practice player, but, but he would at least be serviceable in the game. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it could be that same way for a lot of these guys. 
And I think that we're going to see, and I'm hoping that that's what happens for this offensive line. But, uh, but that's, that's really what uh, I think that's really what it's for, but I'm with you. Like I I still want to see them, see them win the game because we know Twitter is going to be unbearable the next day if they lose. And because all the nobodies out there are going to sit there and be like, Oh, I told you, see, I told you they're going to pick on the Trey was like, Five of seven, the two ones that uh, the the two that he didn't complete, we're gonna have to hear about. Uh, he missed it high or like uh, some yeah. nonsense. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. So, like, uh, yeah, I want to see him win the game. Just if for no other reason than I just don't want to hear anybody talk about about uh, it's a it's a sign or any of that stuff. No, definitely, I agree. Yeah. So, did you see just uh, did you see uh, the interview? With uh, Jimmy Ward had with NFL, uh, with the NFL channel yesterday. Is that the one with the Rams? Yeah, like where he's sitting there talking about. Uh, uh, yeah. he, said, he just uh, basically said, you know, I'm coming. Well, he just called I'm him out for I mean, them. Like when uh, when we beat them, uh, they didn't want to shake nobody's hand. But then when they beat us in the championship game, they wanted us to be out there, and they were upset that I guess the 49ers didn't uh, shake their hand or congratulate them on going to the Super Bowl, or whatever. And they thought like we were petty. But when we whooped them six times in a row, uh, they yeah, they they, they didn't do that for us. So I don't understand why uh, you know they expect the same treatment in return. I mean, I guess you know the old saying goes, "Treat people how you want to be treated." And if you don't want to shake my hand after I beat you six times in a row, then just because you beat me in the playoffs, don't expect the same, you know, uh, expect the same sentiments that, you know, you're going to get it in return, man. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it was, uh, I, I like it. Like, uh, I always yeah. like it because it just, it, him, uh, talking, saying what he said, uh, Aaron Donald saying what he said the other day. I love the fact that these teams just hate each other. Yeah. No, I love it. It just makes okay. it that much, much more, uh, sweeter. It just we- makes it that more, much sweeter when we win. Like, because uh, I feel, I feel like we're gonna win some games. Yeah, definitely. Or when Debo scoring like fifty-five yard touchdowns off screens and stiff arming their defensive tackle on his way to the end zone. Uh, you know, Aaron Donald knows who he is now, so you know, and yeah. I love that. I mean, it, it makes us feel good. You know, every time we we own the Rams and stuff like that. So, I mean. Jimmy, Jimmy's just been on an entire tour this entire offseason. I mean, his Instagram is wild. I mean, he's doing all these comments under people's posts and just clowning people and, and letting it be known that, you know, he's here this year. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully we work out a contract extension with them in the offseason or during the season or whenever they feel like, you know, they have the uh, resources or cap to, you know, allocate that. Um, but I really am a big fan of Jimmy and, I, and Jimmy Ward, uh, to be exact. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy yeah, that he, yeah. he's saying Clarify. it out there. Letting it be alone. He's setting the tone that you know the 49ers are here and uh you know they they're not here to play, man. They here to they they about business. So I'm happy about yeah, that. Yeah, and you heard it, you heard it from Treyway. We we don't play with us this season. I'm just letting y'all know to that it's it's we're coming. And uh I'm if I sound like I have a lot of confidence in this team, it's because I do. And I th- I've been chirping all this offseason. I just cannot wait for the for the helmets to go on, the pads to go on, and for it to get cracking. But we're gonna cut the the show a little bit shorter than normal today because I'm gonna do another show after after the game, uh, like uh, on uh, Friday. Like I'm gonna probably do another one on Saturday. So, but uh, hey, Trey, I really appreciate you coming on. Like no it was good good talking to you, bro, and like a good talking 49ers. You're gonna have to come on again during the season some point. 
Definitely. And uh, but why don't you tell them once again where they can find you on the socials and uh, so that they can they can uh, follow you and make sure y'all can shoot me a follow. Straight cash, um, five one zero, or just Treyway on Twitter. You can look me up, man. Um, if you're a Forty Nine er fan, I'm we're probably following a lot of the same mutual people, so it shouldn't be hard to find me. But uh, mm-hmm. Peter, thanks again, brother, for the platform and the opportunity, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, and yeah, we definitely got to talk Niner football, and I'll see you in the spaces, man. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, thank you guys, all the people that were in the chat today. Uh, like, I, I'm not gonna name all y'all. But mm-hmm. like it was, uh, but it was great having you guys getting active in the chat. Uh, please make sure everybody hits that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow my guy Treyway and follow and follow me on uh, Twitter and wherever else you can find me. Like, uh, but remember, also remember tell tell your friends if they don't want to watch it on YouTube, they can always listen to it on your favorite podcasting uh, site. So like I'm in, I'm everywhere. So make sure that you guys look out for for. Uh, Look out for another show on this coming this Saturday. But uh, once again, and always, like, uh, go Niners. Go Niners, man. Peace.